It's Tom. It's Jake. You, you already, already know. It's pretty spot on. All right, ready? We are back for another quick take. Chicka, chicka, chicka. Quick takes. <laughs> we got Eminem in the thing. You already know, boy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, I just had a pregnancy announcement video on on instagram and i just went full 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 eminem mode and and uh yeah so you can see that on my instagram if you want to see it but that's that's Congrats. why I, that's, that's why awesome. i look this way yeah having twins so i wish i could so, pull off blonde hair I, well i can't so yeah there it is yeah anyways but yeah i figured today would be cool to kind of dive into our la story we both at different times somewhat around the same time actually within a year or so left our home city put everything in our car and headed to la and yeah, it was a little scary for me. And maybe we collectively kind of like dive into the thought process, you know, what kind of made you tip the scale to want to move to LA. And then once you got into LA, like what was going through your head? And I think we both have stories that maybe could be useful. And look, if you're listening to this and maybe you're thinking, oh, I want to move to Atlanta. I want to move to New York or like a hub of production. This story can be well, applicable to anybody. I think just right out the gate without getting into our stories, like how crazy is it? that how like different our lives would be had you not moved to LA or I'd not moved to LA yeah. and, like us meeting each other, but like all the, you know, fruitful things that came out of our move there, meeting each other and then what we've For built sure. together. And I think on, on anything, you know, on going outside of your comfort zone and, and getting uncomfortable is where like growth and progress happens. Like had I just stayed in Arizona my whole life, like bro, there's, I wouldn't have done all the things yeah. I've done creatively and uh, within my career. I just would have been doing like small little local things that met local people, like just operating kind of in this like small little bubble that 100%. never really expanded outward. And so, yeah, really getting out of the comfort zone because it was uncomfortable. I'd never lived away from home. Like yeah. I was always close to home. Even when I went to college, my college was two minutes, two to five minutes away from my parents' house where I grew up. Like, so it's like, I was, that's all I knew. And then to go to a different state by myself to like pursue a career that like, there's no guarantee. It's oh, not yeah. like, it's not like you get hired for a job and you have that job. Like, cool. I'm on salary now. This and that, like filmmaking is so like, just if you know, you figure it out, you make it, you make it, you don't like, it's so spotty, like with the work and everything. So what was the actual know. moment where, was it something that you were even as a kid, like, yep, I'm going to move to LA and make movies. Or was it like somewhere kind of like, mid to like during college after college where like well, the the little seed got no because i almost went i wanted to go to like film school in mm. la or california because i just knew that's more where the hub was at and oh maybe they had better film schools because arizona is not like a hub for filmmaking and there's no like amazing film schools there and even the one i went to i mean i've talked about yeah, it yeah. on podcast before how terrible my film school experience was so i had always thought like oh maybe i'm gonna go to film school and but i couldn't afford it and i wasn't gonna take out like hundred thousand dollar loan and my parents were like no we're not paying for that and so it's just i you know yeah. stayed and went to school in arizona but for sure it worked out for me but ultimately always knew like yo if this is what i'm gonna do filmmaking wise like i gotta get there and do something there and then one day i can my goal was to always live in arizona but for like sure. i knew i had to do something first to allow myself to like live in arizona yeah, yeah. do you get what i'm saying so yeah for me it was like I, I i like to call it a north star goal like i graduated high school i guess this will date me but 2010 i graduated and i knew right around that time that i wanted to go to la or new york i didn't know where quite exactly i thought la would be cool because it's the same. i lived in california right the bay area so it's like in the same state 
And I didn't have like the grades or SATs to like apply directly right out of, you know, out of high school to like go to USC or UCLA. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stick around, you know, the Bay Area. I already had a job at like a TV studio. Like just, I, I literally got an internship oh, like at right. high school. You so I was literally that. like, I was filming like the local TV. So when like, you know, our, my hometown had like a parade, like they'd send me as a unit. Like <laughs> they would literally Dude. play on like, if you, it was called TV 30. So like local networks, you know what I mean? Uh, for just like what's going on in the town. So I literally did that right out of high school in 2010. And I knew I didn't want to be like filming parades for the rest of my life. Right. So I was like, you know what? Exactly. And I had a, nor I guess what I'm circling back to is I had a North Star goal. I was like, you know what? I want to go to LA. I don't quite have the grades to get in right now. So I'm going to go to a local community college where it's like $30 a credit versus like $1,000 a credit at like a four-year university. And just kind of acclimate and like figure out what I want to do. Because I've actually talked to people who've gone to like UCLA, USC, you know, Tisch, New York, right out of high school. And the first two or three years at these really expensive universities, they're still figuring out who they are, what so, they want to do. So I was like, I want to figure out what I want to do that's the when thing. it's lower cost, lower stakes. I, I love that because that's the thing is when you're, you think when you're younger college, it's like, oh, you're older and like, oh, college kid, like that yeah, yeah. feels old. But like in the grand scheme of things, bro, 18 to 21, 22 is like, like a normal, like college age. Yeah. You're still a kid, bro. And think if you're, you've taken out a loan at a hundred thousand dollars or 200, whatever yeah. the school is that costs and you're 19 years old and you're trying to figure you're still trying to figure stuff out. And like to just know, like you don't, really know who you are yet and even just my experience as a filmmaker now at, at what am i 32 years old like i've grown so much and to think like even if i would have gone to yeah like a film school later on in life like i don't know i just feel like i i like what you said i don't i don't know exactly what i'm trying to say here but just the idea of like while the trying to figure out what it is you want to do, who you are, where you want to go without just immediately burning. Because a community college, your... if I was like, you know what, this isn't for me or I just want to pivot, I'm only spending, like I said, like I think $30 a unit. So like to right. do a whole class, I think it was like 120 bucks to register for a semester. Like dirt That's cheap. That's crazy. So I could A, meet people, yeah. network, and kind of get my reps in as a filmmaker. And funny enough, I went into like my community college thinking like, oh yeah, I want to be a director. Everyone their mom thinks they're going to be a director. And then in taking courses or like little classes at my community college, which had like a decent film program, right. nothing by any other standards of like UCLA. But I like quickly realized like, wait, I don't want to be a director. Cause right. I think I've shared this story, but I was like literally doing like my little capstone project for my junior college. Yeah. And I was literally doing everything right. Producing, directing, editing, and the actor super nice. I found him on like SF casting. Cause I was in the Bay area and he pulled me aside. He's like, Hey, look, I can tell you're really into the cinematography stuff. Cause you're not giving me any notes and you're like spending 20 minutes dialing in this light. Mm. Like, you you know, do you like, I'm, I'm here for you, but in the future you should consider just doing the camera thing. I was like, Oh, like there's a job that just does cameras. And like, that's when like I was able to have right. that light bulb moment when it was pretty low stakes. Right. But I guess to fast forward the LA story, I ended up kind of doing that for two, three years. And in 2012, I threw everything in my car and just drove down to LA. My parents were nice. They kind of drove down behind in like a U-Haul with some stuff. And I basically just found an apartment on a whim. And that's the crazy thing is too, I, I didn't know any neighborhoods. I didn't know like Echo Park versus Culver City. Like I didn't know. I've never been to LA right. other than driving through LA to like go to Disneyland as a kid. So I had like no context of like, is this a safe neighborhood? Is this near? I mean, LA is a sprawl. It is so big. 10 right. million people. Like, you know, how, how did you even like land on like where you wanted to even stay? Yeah. 
man um first off 2012 when you moved down it's crazy that's the year i graduated hmm. so i think like college right graduated college yeah so I, I think i had about a year after that trying to put like funds together figure out where i was gonna live because you don't just graduate and then immediately oh, like, no. put your stuff in a van or try 100%, to move. so no. it's like for that year i was trying to figure out okay where am i gonna live what kind of spot how much do i need to save up where am i going like um just you know kind of created that little you know buffer or whatever and then moved in 2013 and that's the year that i met you literally like i don't even know a month or two later after moving in no for but, sure which we've told that story many times before but i just knew i wanted to be somewhere in close to i'm not a big like city guy but i knew like i wanted to be somewhat near kind of like downtown la like a hub i didn't want to be like on a beach town or whatever even though that's where i would prefer to live sure that's not why i was moving to no, california yeah, like course. i don't like the city but i just knew i had to do that and so i ended up finding like a creative work live kind of loft space because mm. i wanted a space that like was spoke to my like artful nature of being a creative, but like gave me space to like do photo shoots or do a video shoot and maybe rent it out. And I actually got it because I was like, it was way more than I could really afford. I could afford it, but it was like pushing the limits. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, but I got it thinking like, Oh, I'll rent it out for photo and video shoots and I'll use it myself, but I'll also like live here and a uh, very cool spot. I mean, I yeah, mean, some of my just, favorite things you shot there. I love those like Samson, like with the cables all yeah, on the, you know, and you would floor. just record and, yeah. and it's like, I love that you were even just using it as like a flex space, you yeah. know, like, you know, multiple uses. And so I had put the spot pure space just came out really? i think pure space came out in like 2012 or okay. 2013 that's wild. one of those years so literally like put the spot on pure space never got booked because i don't think people just knew what yeah. pure space was yet but that just also goes to show you how long it takes a business to like really get up and running because oh, sure. i would say now pure space is like the goat they're of like that the space. uber of that and you know? it, they're growing more like when we even put our first locations on there there was locations but not like it even is today just where there's like a couple sets. years later yeah. there's like now there's like people are building locations and sets whereas before it was more like oh here's empty my warehouse room. here's my living room here's yeah. my house here's uh, you know whatever and so it's like now people it's like it's crazy what it's turned into but anyways yeah i moved to that loft and tried so to like night do one my thing. boxes unpacked whoever helped you is on their way back to Arizona. What's well, like going through your head? Cause I think that's worth mentioning that it's not like cool move to LA. My life was great. It oh, definitely bro. is. I like wanted to cry. I'm not like a super emotional person, nor do I like ever cry. It's like, it takes a lot for me to get there. Yeah. And, and I was just, I just remembered thinking like, as soon as my parents, my parents helped me move. Yeah. In, it's they, a lot to move. They, yeah. le they left and I'm sitting there by myself, never lived away from home, never been by myself. Even when I was at college and at like the dorm, I stayed in this apartment. There was three roommates, like, you know, just always around people. And I'm a very homebody. I never liked to stay the night away. Even at friend's house, I would always call my mom at like 11 at night. <laughs> mom, come get me. Like I just couldn't make it through a night. And, and I was literally sitting there on the couch we like, up, Dude, what upstairs in my loft. And I was literally just sitting there and I was just like, "Dude, this is, this is a mistake. This is just not, just in terms of like i just felt so like out of depth. yeah out of like alone and scared like what if this doesn't work like bro like i i don't know i was just very very scared and nervous what and helped I, me is like sad. meeting people yeah. right off the rip and i actually i was going to like i said a community college up in the barrier for a couple of years when i first moved down to la i was like you know what i'd love to go and at least give it a shot apply to chapman usc ucla those are the big schools down there and i was like you know what i can't just apply right off the jump i still want to knock off a few prerequisites so that way when i go there i can just focus on what i want to do and not have to take like spanish or something like that so i moved 
down there and went to LA City College for two semesters. And that's where I met like John Luke, Terrell, Audrey. I don't know if you remember like right. that crowd of people. And like meeting those people, like those just became my friends down there. And like, I don't know, that, having like a friend group. And I know like certain artists you were working with became, you know, like uh, I think friends, Samson. Yeah. I don't know if they were yeah, there yet. No, that definitely helped having a couple people there. Like Otherwise Kyle. it gets mad lonely. Kyle, Samson, Sam King. Um, but I knew they were more of like, artists that i was working with like clients that also i was like friendly with like i was cool with where mm -hmm. but it's not like i had like some long-standing friendship True. with these people so it's yes they were friends but they were also just you know people i've was doing work with and for and whatnot so it was a little bit different but it that did help right like i didn't just move mind you i didn't just move to la not knowing a soul like i knew people in la because i was already making videos and my stuff was like blowing up on youtube and whatnot so it wasn't like I was an absolute nobody moving to a city, not knowing nobody mm -hmm. like, and just being like, dude, what? Like, I know. And it was still scary. Even, even though I had a buzz going, I knew some people, I knew I was going to be doing some videos and, yeah. and like, I had people like, yo, hit me when you're in LA, let's work. Like it was still scary for yeah. sure. So I don't know for you if it was like super scary. Oh, 100%. Or like, and then also too, just like moving down with like pretty limited finances. Like I had saved for what I, I you know, I kind of planned like knowing my rent. I was like, all right, cool. I need to like move down at least with like three, four months of rent just like in my savings. Right. But like when you're going to school, you can't really work that much. So I found myself funny enough driving back to the Bay Area because most of my contacts, work. when you live in the Bay Area, a lot of the work that's up there is like corporate. You know, you have Silicon Valley. So a lot of times right. it's like, hey, you know, thousand bucks, come film the CEO on a green screen. It's going to be on our website. And like, I, that was my bread and butter. I just literally did that while going to City College up in the Bay Area. So my, a lot of like for the first six months, like a lot of my, you know, friends I was meeting at like, you know, my city college and they're like, where, where are you going every week? And I would just drive up honestly pretty frequently in my That's little crazy. like 2002 Volvo and just like <laughs> go make a couple grand over the weekend and come back and like be good for, you know, you know, that right. was like how I literally right. made my first money. Cause it's like, you no remember, one, what was your rent at your, was it an apartment? It was, it was, it was, was like a bachelor apartment, which means that like the living room and kitchen are one thing. And oh, then like the a studio. Yeah. 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 And it was a uh, 1200, 1200 and Los yeah. Feliz. Yeah. Los Feliz. Which funny is I actually had a buddy move there recently and he's about 3,400. Oh, I mean, what just for that it? studio, I think it's like 26 yeah, now. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's only just in like 10 years. Dude, I don't even know how I have, like I look back and I think I've told you before, like I don't even know how I afforded my initial that work live loft. That what was, was that? 2,400 a month. Hmm. I mean, my mortgage on my house right now is 2,800. Yeah, and it's like, not that it's, that's hard, but like moving to a new place to just like, I took a big risk, you know what I mean? Like 2400 is not cheap, but I think I just... Well, if anything, probably lit a fire of like, you know yeah. what? I can't no, just sit around. I got to fucking work 100%. right now. 100%. Like we've talked about that where there's certain things. Um, yeah, being uncomfortable causes you to progress and grow. Like if mm -hmm. you're comfortable, you're not going to do stuff that you wouldn't otherwise do. So me knowing like, yo, I got to make rent. I got to do this. Like I'm taking this video. I'm linking up with this person. I'm doing that. Like it forces you to hustle. do stuff and yeah. hustle. But if you're comfortable and you're just like sitting back, like, yo, I'm good. I'm chilling. Like you got to take risks and do stuff. Even like right now, me and Chanel have a bunch of money saved up and we've just kind of been sitting on it. Granted, we're working on it, but like we're working on this new no, studio 100%. and doing a bunch of stuff, but they're still like, yo, we got to do something with this money. Like, um, and it's just doing something that's 
uncomfortable and you know it it could lead to something really really good and great and you know taking that risk and that challenge rather than just like especially because we're talking about with inflation like money the your dollars losing value every day so like rather than just like our money losing value just sitting in the bank cool let's do something with it but it's still scary what we're trying to do right now as well like getting yeah. another property especially in today you know, oh, the yeah. climate interest right now like what stuff. happens if there's a recession and the interest rates are through the roof so it's like yeah yeah there's never there's never like a perfect timing for anything but yeah uh what would you this, say well and this is a hypothetical feel free to ask the same question what would you think if there was a you know a, a variant of jacob owens who didn't wow. move you know like a marvel low-key kind of thing wow. there's a variant of you that did not move to los angeles california and just stayed what would that variant of jacob owens be doing now like speculation obviously like i mean i think he'd probably still be doing like videos i think, I think i'd still be doing like local videos like a lot of just like little yeah. corporate stuff still low budget like making music. like a video production like filming things for like coffee shops and stuff probably yeah. and low budget music videos and hopefully maybe like some bigger corporate stuff, but there's just not that type of industry here, Mm. like to do anything on a huge scale. And the companies that already do like for like these talking stick resorts, like they're already locked into this company. That's so it's like hard to break into that. So I'd probably just be doing super local stuff and like maybe doing like personal training on the side Mm. or something like that. Like I think yeah, the variant of me would unfortunately be stuck in this corporate world, which funny enough, I have friends who never left the Bay area who are actually doing quite well, but God, it was so fatiguing because I did not care about their white papers and they're explaining the analytical power of this sort of software that I don't understand. And I'm just like literally looking at the little card reader, just drain. I'm like, when is he going to wrap this up? And like, they paid really well. I will say like even day day rates up there are crazy, bro. I I try to market myself as like, I got everything. I came with my 7D. I had the lens. I had the audio boom pole C stand thing. And I dude would sometimes walk away with like two grand for a new dirt. They the CEOs that I'd interview, they don't have a lot of time. They're like, yo, is this uh, it's 30 minutes. It's like, oh, okay, you know, like super quick. But dude, that's it's just right. not very fulfilling. When you're that young too, like oh, to do bro, that. That's like, a lot. Yeah, I, like, but I was, when I wasn't doing that, I would literally go to like concerts in San Francisco, film the DJ set, and then I would like DM them like, hey, here's this footage that I just edited from your set. Would you want to like if i if you give me 500 bucks I'll, I'll literally send you the download link and i would just do that to djs and like but that would take me i'd have to drive out there shoot till two in the morning come home download edit it and sometimes they'd be like oh i'm good no worries like i would just do it on a whim but like wow. that, I, yeah that was like a little hustle like side mode. hustle you've never told me that that's yeah. kinda, that's but that lady. was like a lot of work for 500 where right. sometimes these little like corporate things right though not very fulfilling I mean, talking about the 500 stuff, bro, I was doing those music videos for like $200, $300. I remember when I got my first $500 music video, it was, I forget his name, but it was this really dope, soulful, big black dude. And he was like spoken word rap. And, and we drove out into nature to like shoot this video. But like it, it, he hit me up and he was like, yo, like what, what do you charge for music videos? And I um, was just like, at the time, literally doing two, three hundred video dollar videos. And I kind of like looked at his like following. I was like, oh, he has a slightly bigger following. Like, and I was just like threw out a number hoping. And I was just like, oh, like, yeah, I do music videos for five hundred dollars. And he's like, cool, done. Uh, when can you shoot? And I was just like, bro, I'm gonna get five hundred dollars to know. shoot this video. And so you think about it, I mean, I'll th- literally be honest, my first job, I think I made eight dollars and twenty-five cents like doing oil changes. And you think about it, right, doing three hours of work, I would make twenty-seven bucks. So like That's for crazy. you know, to like think about that, I was like, dang, like 
you know, 500, even today's standard, like 500 is a good little chunk of change. Yeah, so like to make right. that as like a kid who's hungry. But yeah, I mean, those are the little, I, dude, I kind of, not that I've lost my hustle. Like I still am always eager. I'm always learning stuff, watching tutorials, taking little like right. Skillshare courses. But like there is something about those like hustle days that yeah, like yeah. is like kind of like that hustle, gotta hunt, gotta make it. Yeah, because yeah. it's weird. We're not, we still, me and you still work very hard and we're always working on stuff and we're hustling, I think, in a different way. Yeah. Because we're still hustling, but it's not like that. The hunger hustle. The hunger hustle. Yeah. There's there's like a difference between the hustle and the hunger hustle. Well, because I just sure. don't want to be like, oh, well, they've arrived. They don't care anymore. Like, dude, I, I our, our jobs like Prism and Tropic, they literally are a full-time thing. I'm doing these things 10, 12 hours a day. So like, right. it's not like I'm just like, yeah, collecting a check. I yeah. still want people to think that. But the the hunger hustle, I like that term often, yeah. catchphrase that, is the <laughs> not knowing when your next gig is and trying to make that shit happen. Right. And if that's like cold DMing somebody, going to a DJ set, editing the footage and trying to sell yeah. it to them, like like those little innovative things, like just to make a quick buck. Like, right. I mean, that's, I think those are where like you kind of sink or swim. You know what I mean? Did you do that? Like how did you, you even, I mean, you kind of did it with me in a way, in a, a hunger hustle way. Like you were just like, yo, I got this red yeah. camera, like any, you, you, I remember you telling me like any, any music videos you got, like I want to shoot them. If you, it doesn't matter if you have a budget or not, like hit me up. Would you, like, were you just like, who is this kid? Yeah. Are you probably all right? No, dude? I was like, cool. Like, so, yeah. but like, had you not done that and you've been like some snobby, like, yeah, like this is my day, right? Like hit me up and didn't show that hunger or tried to hustle or even say that like, yo, it doesn't matter budget or not. That showed that and that drive and that initiative. You know what's so funny? So like, it was, I never, I'm not even, I, I will say this with the scouts honor. I never like in our kind of come up ask like yo what's the rate uh on this little video no, we're gonna never. go it would always it'd be so funny it'd be, it'd be a surprise i'd be right? packing up my red like taking off the ef and i like see so you kind of pull your check but i'm like oh i wonder what it's gonna be today and you're like hey <laughs> me it'll be like 350 i'm like cool or and, like sometimes it'd be lower i'm like oh okay or right. sometimes I'm like oh nice six you know like it was you're just right. a total dice roll. dude that's so funny because that's <laughs> yeah. so true like i we never talked about rates ever i, just I would never just surprise wanted to, you with a check because i know i've known from past experiences how bringing up money can sometimes like really not complicate and like look i know obviously you want to have like transparency but right. when i was just in full grind mode i didn't want to like add barriers to create and i was like you know what if he starts to think i cost this then he might just i know he has a camera he'll just go do his own thing right so i was like trying to make it as frictionless as possible for us to work right you know what i mean because if you start adding like oh i'm gonna send you a deal mem i remember the steady cam op uh i think cooper when he was starting out right right i mean I, I understand why now but he was just like when i went to go hit him up he's like here's my deal memo i need a certificate of insurance i need it's like yo like i think i'm gonna go with this other guy because I literally don't have those things at this current caliber. And if right. I was with you, I'm like, oh, I need this, 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 and that. You'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to do this on my FS700. Right. And I didn't want that to happen. Right. I wanted you to like- Because I was, know. I had a FS700, a little like steady cam setup that was like glide, uh, advanced glide cam with the vest and arm and everything. And, but yeah, you came in with like the red scarlet and I was like, oh yeah, I want the, I want the red look and everything. And I wish and I then still it was, had that brain. I didn't want to be, I, I didn't want to be a DP too. Like I- I can shoot things very well and I, and I am a DP in a way and I've DP'd lots of things, but my bread and butter and what I wanted to be was a director. So to like pay someone to come in, shoot it and make it look crispy for me while I can focus on directing and doing, making the video how I want it to look and, and be, it was like, yeah, it was a win. But yeah, it was never like, ever did we discuss beforehand like yeah yo this is what i got or you never asked it was just yeah always a surprise that's so listening funny. That's right so now funny. or watching go on youtube and type in graden squared 
summer's ending yeah i think is what's called yeah we you were at my house the other day and we were watching with my fiance and we were just yeah. kind of went down like a rabbit hole of like yo bro cue that one up that was probably the second or third video we did yeah we literally ran all over la and I, honestly there's some shots there. It's like good, dude, good video it's cool. for what it is no budget literally none me and you i don't even think we had a bounce card no literally funny story about that i mean obviously i was like one, one more time great and square summer's ending keep going yeah, we literally shot this around your apartment. I remember yeah. that because I only could afford at the time of like, I mean, my Scarlet, I literally spent 18K on it. So like I kitted it out, V-mount this, that. I could only at the time, because we were like a thousand bucks, had two 64 gigabyte that. SSD cards for the red. And that like gave you only like 15 minutes of filming. So like there'd be times where like, I literally would have to sprint down to your loft with your keys, set one to download, wait for it to download while you're shooting the other card. I'd get back and you're like, I filled another card. And like that, I remember like leaving that day with like, if I had a step counter, it probably would have been miles, yeah. bro. But I remember dude, driving home like, yo, I feel really good about but that. But we watched that the other day and we we're like, dude, these shots are kind of fire, dude, dog. I think like, I told some... you this. It's super funny. I was skipping so much class to come up to LA to right. work with you. This is fast forward. I, I was already actually going to Chapman when we met. So, right. um, but- I had skipped the class where it was like a visual storytelling class where you had to like go do an assignment. Well, let me guess. You like your teacher was pissed and then you like showed him this video and was like, this not is not even that. No? I had all the red cards. I had backed it up on a drive, not even maliciously, just as like a second backup. Right. I remember getting home. I was like, fuck, I got to do this visual storytelling assignment. Oh, and, and you I used it? I just laid all the footage in and just added a score and not made it a music video. I just made it about like, because the storyline in the music yeah, video yeah, is a homeless like guy almost. like trying to like make money. Right. And my teacher's like, yo, what is this? This is so sick. Like, <laughs> and <laughs> no I just way. used it. I mean, it was internal. It never lived anywhere right, other right, than the class. Right. My other like classmates who like hadn't seen me a lot. Double dip. They're like, "Yo, what is this project?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I just like found this homeless guy." <laughs> but it was a music video that I just repurposed into yeah. like, a narrative project. Yeah, you, I mean, you totally double dipped, bro. You never told me that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I did that with like my senior thesis. Just took like, like the project. raw footage. No, I just like yeah, it was like you could either make a short film, spend all your money making a short film for your capstone, or you yeah. could like turn it or make a music video. And I was like, I'm already making music videos. Yeah, and I'm gonna just turn in these music videos that I like made for my capstone, but no, no it's like I'm being paid by this artist to do. So I totally double dipped for my literally senior capstone film school project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turned in SK form C highlights, David, uh, or D Y New York times. Dude, the New York times one unreal. There's one edit in there where it's like pop, 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 pop at the end where it goes like to black frames. It's like, dude, you know, I'm we're still ahead of your time. A little bit I, I feel one. like, yo, <laughs> if for anyone that has not seen, dy new york times i did this video solo by myself on a 5d running around new york city with david morris dy for like three days and like we did this whole thing we had no lights camera gear team nothing it was just us running around with the dslr and like a couple of his friends in new york and like there's moments like i watched that the other day with you because we were just talking about old videos yeah and i that whole the whole thing i was like that but even that scene i was just like bro i was kind of like, like some terminal list where yeah. it's just like all the crazy bah, angles bah, bah. i was i was Dude, super what's proud the one where the money's just like falling on the camera yeah that's the follow-up video that one was cool money, too. uh that was d dy uh, flattery the, flattery the 240 frame rate on that camera is pretty wavy yeah the kyle i used that one for uh the kyle fruit snacks video i think you like, also did that it wasn't it was radical something like bottle rocket or yeah. firework. I remember yeah. you just did like super slow. And that's how we met through radical something. Yeah. So I had done that video for them mm -hmm. and like one other thing. What was it called again? Bottle rocket. It was something like that, right? 
They were on like a rooftop. I, I just remember yeah. seeing the slow-mo. I'm like, yo, that's sick. Because yeah. my Scarlet Couldn't shot 4K, looked beautiful, but it could only do 4K 24. And then if you wanted to even go to like 48 or 60, you'd have bumped down to 2K, that's which so also like yeah. punched in. So like your 24 mil is now like an 85 mil. And I think that FS700 was doing... Like, 1080 no well it would do Probably. 4 it would do 4k oh no way. But it just the the 240 it was 240 frames per second 480 and 960 Damn. but the 960 was 720 mm. and it was like that's it was too pretty, slow it was it, one it was too slow but it was like when you actually saw the footage it was kind of cheeks it was just like super it was not sharp it's yeah. not pixelated but it was just no it i think the one great. even 120 just looks so good but no the 240 was like the bread and butter on that thing doing 240. did you ever do canon 70 or 5d twixter so the twixter, twixter hype was, was twixter hype was huge it was all, i could never figure it out oh dude i there was I a music video i out. saw where this guy was like exhaling like a joint or a cigarette and, it was just, and you just saw it like flickering and i was like wow that, how did they do that and you can just sh yeah dude i when i figured twixter. out twixter because that's kind of my after effects hype a little bit yeah. dude it unlocked a is whole there new things is are there things you look back on and you're like bro how did i do that or figure that out back Bro, then. Like, so I'm gonna show you. I, I wish I could queue it up here, but you don't have internet. Yeah. One of the little like uh concert videos I sold the artist, I literally followed an Andrew Kramer video co-pilot like after effects tutorial where I zoomed in through the earth and it went into the club. Mm. <laughs> and dude, when he saw that, he's like, yo, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> you just made this? Yeah, there's like certain things like that. Like I look back and I'm like, bro, how did how did I do that? Well, that's back like that then. bag of tricks we've sometimes talked about. Is like you, everyone kind of has that little bag that kind of makes them, you know. And I think for a lot of times, like your editing was like your big bag of tricks because right. you could turn footage shot in any format, any camera into something that was like pop, pop, pop. You yeah, know, that like, was my that was my thing. Editing yeah. was like my sweet. I, yeah, I mean, I was good at a lot of things, but I, I just my editing speed, the style, like I, that's how I got I think really popular on YouTube was not only like. I was making cool videos, but the color was really like unique. And like, people were like, bro, how are you coloring this? But a lot of my like effects and editing style was just like super eye candy and visual for like that time. Like that little DSLR era. Out of your whole discography, it was like, you know what? I'm that I literally snapped on that one. I think when I first realized like, dang, he's pretty nice with this is the really, really. Yeah. Cause there's moments where Kyle's like on one foot and the footage is like zooming in and bubbling. And like the, it's like changing between like red and blue frame. And like, I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Really, really. Yeah. It was good. Cause I used like that trick where it's like, you do the slow, like you shoot in like, I remember when you through 40, the money, it was like, poof. you shoot at 48 frames a second. And you, then you also have them rec like perform the song yeah, like yeah. slowed down so that when you're recording, then you speed it up and it's like sped up. But then because you're also shooting slow mode, then you can all of a sudden slow it down. Oh, yeah. And it's then slow. And then he's like moving fast. Like, so like knowing how to shoot certain things too can help you in the edit. And I, yeah, I kind of went crazy on really, but really. Yeah. That but was that, maybe, was, that was more of a simplistic edit, like just quick chops, cool slows on the beat. Which one and stuff, would you but, say looking at your whole discography? Yeah. That one I snapped. Man, I don't know. I'd have to go. There's so many videos I've done. It's just like, it's hard to just recant stuff. And like, there's little things that you even mentioned where it's like, Oh yeah, I did that or whatever. Like, you know, even us talking about old videos, like, dude, I forgot about that. Yeah, I used to be super into stop motion. That was that's my tweak. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's like, your like, first little short film Because like thing stop motion, I, it was like a hack, right? So I had a hi camcorder and you, re I kind of quickly realized like this doesn't look that great. Like when you bring it in, I think it's like 480p. Right. And my dad, had, he was super into photography growing up and he had like a pretty decent like digital Canon something another. And I noticed the Canon looks so sharp. And I was like, you know what? If I just take 
pictures, now I have like a 2000 by 2000 picture versus this like 480 footage from hmm. my, you know, transcoded. That's so interesting. So I was like this, if I can just do stop motion stuff, my, sh my stuff will look really, really sharp. So right. I just used that stills camera a bunch, did little Lego claymation. I did like me, my brother would snap the photo and it would like, I just realized like made my footage look way sharper because that's what I had at that's the time. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know what I mean? I like that. Yeah. You showed me that video. It's kind of crazy. We'll <laughs> yeah. have to do a video where we roast each other's like old first first videos oh, bro. oh you know what speaking of edit i might just have to go with dy new york times on the editing tip like there's a lot of interesting stuff i did slow shutter back then too so i would like oh, slow like shutter shaky, like and then it would like speed up and i did this thing there's a moment in the beat where it's like do 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 and it's like this high, not a hi-hat but almost like a drum like the sticks hitting the rim of the thing mm. and it would like i would like it would be sped up footage and then freeze frame on that hit. Oh, yeah. And then it'd be sped up footage and freeze frame on that hit. And then I'd do flash and I did boom, boom. And, and like you said, the flash cut drum. Like, yeah. I don't know. I did a lot of like really cool stuff in that. It's less of like, a, it's more of like a really cool narrative edit mm. than like flashy effects. No, and for sure. But I did lots of videos like that too, like flashy edits and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. That one's like, because that was 2012. That was before. Isn't that I'm, crazy? It's ten years ago. Before I moved, it might have been two thousand. Yeah, two thousand twelve. That's before I'm right before I moved to LA. Bro, what are we gonna be doing ten years from now? What if this is a time capsule? Like, bro, remember when we made the, the podcast? Uh, no, you know, that's it's like crazy. That almost like all the stuff we're talking about just almost feels like another lifetime ago, and it's really only ten years, which is actually like a decade, which, which, is, is, which is a long time. I mean, that's a yeah. third of our lives, but it's <laughs> yeah. like still like in the grand scheme of things, when you think of like ten years, that doesn't seem like a huge a huge amount of time but when you kind of look at it it's like the amount of progression that one mm. can make in 10 years is insane and i think to circle it all back to the la story like i think la is where we really planted our seeds as filmmakers and creators and then we were really able to grow to our fullest potential versus like growing in a greenhouse in a small little city where you can only grow so high right like we moved to la where we had so many opportunities so much crew we were instantly getting to be able to use Steadicam, use these studios. Like there was these things that we just instantly had access to where my little small town, the biggest thing we had was a movie theater. There was no film rental houses where you could rent right. C-stands. And you remember the first time we went to like Wood Nickel, like, where, which yeah, is like a yeah, rental yeah. house. I was like, holy crap, you could just like rent these lights. Like <laughs> I was in the school thought I had to buy all these lights. Remember yeah. you had your Kino. I had like yeah. an Aerie 650. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Yeah. Like it didn't occur to me that you could like rent bank. equipment. I always thought I had to, you know what I mean? It's like, it's all those things that occurred to us when moving to LA. So yeah, if you're on the fence, you're listening to this, yeah. you're just looking for the inspiration to move. Honestly, you will. You don't want to spend your whole life wondering oh, what would it have been like. Yeah. I had a professor in I high agree. school, my media teacher, and he was in his 30s or 40s. Really cool dude, super inspirational. But he like never went to LA. He was just like, dang, like I really want you to go down there. I, I just never gave it a shot, and like I could tell, it, like haunted him. You know what I mean? Right. And like I, I just I knew I wanted to at yeah, least give LA a shot. And if it didn't work, at least I had a home to come back to and yeah. some gigs that I could jump back into. Yeah, but you only have one life to live. So if there's something you really want to do or it's on your mind, give it a shot. You know, you don't know um, until you try. You, you don't know until you try and, and you learn from failure. So, you know, I, that, that, yeah, if I would have never gone to LA, bro, I just, I Who feel knows? like, I feel like it would eat at me. And I definitely, I, I we wouldn't, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. Like, I mean, what other project period. would I have met you on? No, I'm nothing. even thinking if I didn't even link with you on, the radical video i wasn't really on youtube that much like i didn't know like of your journey so far knew about that buzz so it's like i don't even know if we would have like yeah so i was actually going to like chapman so like i maybe would have just gotten more into those you know you know what i mean like it's kind of just crazy bro. yeah anyways yeah um 
so yeah hopefully you guys enjoyed kind of that that quick take on our moves to la and that that journey uh like comment subscribe all that good stuff go please leave us a rating on the you know apple podcast app spotify whatever share with a friend tell a friend just the um, algorithm the way know. it works it just kind of allows us to get this in front of more people and our goal yeah. as we expand this is to get more guests and if this thing just has traction that's just going to make that a lot easier 100 so, um, well yeah thank you it's been a quick take i'm tom and i'm jake sheesh <laughs>